Joe Burrow, Garrett Wilson, Aaron Rodgers news, Josh Jacobs news, Javante Williams news. Not all of it's bad, and some of it is, like in Joe Burrow's case, crisis averted. But what kind of timetable are we looking at? Uh, looking at? What kind of buy low territory and time frame are we looking at? Garrett Wilson hobbled, but is he injured? Is, is he just banged up a little bit? A lot of people spreading spreading some stuff out there in our chat. Uh, Steven coming in, Steven earlier in the other live streams, like, ah, oh, Garrett Wilson, you should be real concerned. We're not concerned as of this moment about Garrett Wilson, my guy. Okay, so take it easy, uh, scared Steven and scared Scott. Appreciate you all being here. The Fantasy Football Show News Edition, the new show begins right now. Live from the FantasyFootballShow.com studios, it's the Fantasy Football Show Live! Monday through Friday, 8 p.m. Eastern. Smitty is also live whenever news breaks. From the FantasyFootballShow.com news desk, here is your breaking news. A lot of little things to talk about here today already. Um, and we're just getting started. I mean, injuries are going to plague the 2023 season like they plague every single season. So we need to be capable of adjusting and adapting, bobbing and weaving, zigging and zagging when people are doing the opposite thing. And we averted a crisis. Crisis averted. Um, and there's still going to be a lot of people, a lot of petrified Peters, a lot of uh, upset ungers that are going to come in here and say, Smitty, what are we doing with Joe Burrow? Are we scared of Joe Burrow right now, Smitty? No, we're not. He was wearing a sleeve on his calf, as reported by Adam Schefter not too long ago, prior to the injury. So there was some sort of tingle, some sort of issue. Uh, a lot of times when you have what appears to be maybe a sore calf or a, a slight tingling in the calf, you wear uh, some sort of sleeve or protective uh, piece um, that will be kind of a protective measure. And you, you hope that nothing comes of it, right? So clearly something was bothering him prior to the injury. And essentially, um, Joe Burrow ended up injuring something he was concerned about injuring. So there is that aspect of it to say, that, to say, hey, you know what? There might be a chance, as they said on uh, NFL Network, there might be a chance that Joe Burrow doesn't return to the field until his contract's done. You know, because he's got this calf issue. And if he goes out there again and rushes it for the team and tears it, then what happens with his contract? So there's a lot of chatter right now around news wires and news outlets that Joe Burrow might shelf himself until he gets his big deal. And I can't I can't blame him. So you can bet your bottom dollar that the contract talks for Joe Burrow are going to kick into high gear heading into the next week or two. Now, this isn't to say Joe Burrow, who is a warrior, an absolute cigar smoking monster won't walk into uh walk onto the field 5 days from now you know but there is there is a chance he does sit out uh as a precautionary measure to say hey get get the contract done and then I'll come right back out and we'll work on it whatever you know I, he's not holding in it's not one of those situations but it definitely will be something to monitor and it won't it won't make me worried uh I'm not going to be a worried William on this one because Joe Burrow is going to be fine. Garrett Wilson's also um, reportedly banged up slightly. Uh, we Again, we had Steven come in here and start almost spreading uh, uh, false rumors about him being very, very bad off. The news report on Garrett Wilson uh, is as follows. Let me see if I can find that report here and put it on screen. But Garrett Wilson, I think it was right. If I, I think it was right here. No, that's not that one. 
That's the Joe Burrow carted off. Again, carted off the field was totally blown out of proportion. Sometimes you cart someone off as a precautionary measure. Also, even if you jammed your toe, you, you know, you're going you're gonna to call for the cart and the cart's going to come over and pick you up. Um, you know, that, that's, that's definitely uh, the case. Here, here's here's uh, this Jets um, head coach, Salah, says uh, that Garrett Wilson should be fine after leaving practice with an ankle injury. He's hobbled. He's going to leave the field to, as a precautionary measure, but there's no big concern with Garrett Wilson. If anything, what I want to hammer home here for everybody today, let's keep this over in the corner in case we need to reference it. What I want to hammer home here today, and, and first of all, thanks to everybody being here. We've got 120 of you in here so far. DJ Meat Missile was first in the building. Let's give DJ a round of applause for being number one in the building. Torres was second. Kilpatrick, Mr. Random, True Penguin, uh, uh, Christmas is in here. Kyle, appreciate you, Kyle. Isaac, Frake, D-Class. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Got your happy price, price line. Appreciate you all. Appreciate you all. Um, but we're here to talk Garrett Wilson slightly uh, slightly injured right now. Not a big concern. Um, Joe Burrow, calf injury. Concerned, but like not to the point where it sways us away from drafting him. Not to mention, it would have to sway us away from drafting him. Literally would have to sway us away from drafting him in what is going to be now a discounted territory. He's now falling into the four. Hold on, uh, Scoop, 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 Scoop. I'm in the middle of the news right here, Scuba. I'm in the middle of the news. Is this an emergency? Are you okay? No, I'm sorry, man. I, I didn't know if you were. Uh, yeah, yeah. Or, phone lines aren't open uh, yet, yeah, Scuba. Yeah. Phone lines aren't open yet. Call back in one second, Scuba. All right. Uh, I don't know if Scuba was okay. I had to take that. I didn't know if that was an emergency. Um, but Jets coach Robert, uh, uh, Robert Salah saying that Garrett Wilson's fine. Aaron, uh, uh, Joe Burrow probably missing a couple weeks minimum. I wouldn't be surprised if he didn't play an entire, uh, in t- you know, if he didn't miss the entire preseason, which is fine. Um, as long as he's out there, he's not a running back. He's not a wide receiver. I'm not as concerned about like being off and coming in kind of cold turkey in, in, in a sense. I think Joe Burrow could be fine from that. Quarterbacks are a different animal in, in terms of that. Now, now, running back, it would concern me if a running back – Let's say, I don't want to use any of the, the big names we love so much. Let's call it, uh, well, let's use a real example. Let's use J.K. Dobbins right here, who is is in a very uh, uh, frustrating situation, according to the, the staff and, and the brass here in Baltimore. Ravens coach John Harbaugh said that J.K. Dobbins' situation is complicated, but the team is working through it. This is a total avoid at this point, given his cost of entry. Now, if his cost of entry changes, then we can kind of you know circle back, retool our thinking, and say, let's go after J.K. Dobbins at 7th round value, 6th round value. But as, a, as it stands right now, currently today, on July 27, he's going in the 5th round, 6th round, top of 6th, 
late round five. This guy wants a new contract. He hasn't earned it. He doesn't deserve it yet. This guy's trying to act like he's Saquon Barkley getting mistreated. Oh, I'm part of the running back text group. Yeah, yeah. Why am I not getting paid? JK, you haven't earned a single bit of what you're trying to pull off right here with this monkey business where you're trying to go in and you're you're acting like you're some Saquon Barkley. Like you got some ability to go get a, a $30 million deal right now. You haven't stayed on the field yet. So JK Dobbins has no leg to stand on. No leg to stand on whatsoever. This is a circus right now going on in Baltimore at the running back position. Does J.K. Dobbins think his job's just going to be waiting for him? They're not going to cycle in other running backs like they've always kind of done and get this new offense learned by other RBs? What's J.K. Dobbins going to do when he's not versed in the offense that's changing right now under Todd Munkin? What are you going to do then, J.K.? You know, your job's not even going to be there fully when you come back. Then what are you going to get in terms of a contract later? Some of these guys just don't think it out. You're not Barkley. You're not Saquon Barkley, JK. You're not a part of this whole running backs need to get paid situation, JK. Prove it, stay on the field, and then circle back. Like, I don't know what JK's even thinking here. I have no idea what he's thinking. But it's not helping his fantasy value, and he's certainly a player I'm avoiding if he's not going to drop like two rounds in ADP value. Uh, strapped in, ready for injuries, says overcome. We all, thank you for the super chat, my guy. We all have to be prepared. The injuries are going to come pouring in. Any super chats that come in, I'm going to immediately address right away. I'm going to stay on top of it today. I want to make sure you guys know I'm on top of super chats today. Nothing's getting by me today. I'm tired of making, I'm sorry, I'm tired of making mistakes and making a few of you wait and missing something. I'm on top of it. I'm going to keep on the ball all show long in terms of these super chats. And I'm going to pull up my feed here. So I can look at the uh, YouTube membership comments and, and such as well. Yard's still going great. The, the the guys, the boys are in the backyard fixing it up so we can do some amazing live streams in the backyard with the basketball hoop. It's going to be phenomenal. Um, J.K. Dobbins, we've already covered that. So this is a, a complicated situation. Complicated. J.K. better get in there because, oh, my point was I'm not worried so much about him cold turkey getting thrown into a game or something because he's a quarterback. A running back, though, it's a really tough thing to do, even a wide receiver, but a running back especially. Wide receivers, too, because of hamstrings and quads and different things. You can pull a calf. Um, you can pull those things when you just get thrown to the wolves and you're out there cutting and exploding. And I'm not saying Burrow's not cutting and exploding, but th- this is a guy that's going to use his explosion less into a different degree than an RB or a wide receiver. Running backs especially, needing to hit the hole. Can't hit the hole, you can't play running back. You need explosion. And if J.K. Dobbins is going to hold out or hold in, so to speak, he's holding in and he's not going to get versed in the offense, a new changing offense under Todd Munkin that's going to try and throw more on top of that. And they have a history of running back by committees in this uh, organization. This is not a good look for J.K. Dobbins, and he's currently on my avoid list until further notice. And we'll reassess if something changes. Uh, Josh Jacobs um, was reportedly offered uh, a contract worth up to $12 million per year, and he turned that sucker down, according to uh, NFL Network. I I don't understand what he's doing. Because Saquon Barkley didn't even get that. And he's he's rejecting those offers because he's what? Because he, he, he was the leading rusher? I get it. But he's not going to get that, not in this running back climate. And to, to keep holding out, he's now, like J.K., I'm talking about Josh Jacobs now, putting himself at a major injury risk, uh, as a major injury risk, because he's holding out. And holding out or, or, or not showing up to sign your, your franchise tag, rather, 
is putting him in a vulnerable position to get injured. And then what's going to be waiting for him on the other side of the season when he misses eight games and nobody's going to pay him $12 million a year. He won't get the franchise tag amount per year if he comes out of 2023 injured and hobbled and failed. Like he's not going to, you can't springboard off of a, uh, an elite season like he had last year. Let's give him his flowers to them. Let's send him to the moon for to not his moon. character, but his, his performance last year and say that, you know, Jacobs deserves a chance to get the back. I've never said that he doesn't deserve it. He went out there, he balled out, and now he's stuck in a horrible situation that he won't even report to it's so bad. And then people say, oh, Jacobs will be fine. Jimmy G will be fine. Devontae Adams will be fine. Why did Adams not want to play with Jimmy G? Why did Jacobs not want to play with Jimmy G? Why is Jacobs not reporting at all? It's not just financially because he said he would have gladly signed the franchise tag number and, and contract had they went and got Aaron Rodgers or capable quarterback. He already said it publicly. I will sign my franchise tag if you load up to win a championship. Clearly, no one's buying in on the team as far as the, the, the big-name players that this team is going to win anything this year. They're going to be hard-pressed to win four, five, six games at the at most. I'd give it four or five games at best. Jacobs is in a very, very bad spot. And uh, for that reason you know I'm out on this guy, and he's not getting... I can't believe he turned down a $12 million per season deal. Now, we don't have the details. Maybe the, the guaranteed money wasn't matching up with what we're thinking it would say. Uh, Javante Williams' ACL has been cleared for contact, but is unsure if he will play in the preseason. This feels like he's a little bit ahead of where maybe Barkley was you know, during his comeback year. And we got Zach Morales with a one-year membership uh, comment says, can Brees still be top 10 of Dalvin signs? Absolutely. We'll get to Dalvin Cook and, and Brees Hall in a second. And all the overreacting Oscars out there on Brees Hall. Like, Brees Hall is going to fall apart and turn into a pumpkin because Dalvin Cook shows up. Like, you gotta be, you got to be kidding me. you got to be kidding me. I hope, Dalvin. You know what? You may be looking at me right now saying, Smitty, you're crazy, Smitty. You might be looking at me saying, Smitty, I can't believe you're saying what uh, you're saying. I'm about to hang up on myself here. I hit the wrong button. You're looking at me, and you're saying, Smitty. You're saying, Smitty, you're telling me Dalvin Cook doesn't affect Brees Hall? Alert. Maximum levels reached. Prepare for transformation. Alert. Maximum level. Time for a Smitty rant. This topic is about Mr. Brees Hall. You know, sometimes, and we're going to do more rants around here because I'm getting angry. I'm getting angry. Dalvin Cook is scaring some of my people into thinking that Brees Hall is going to get overtaken. That Brees Hall can't take away Dalvin Cook's touches. Because if Dalvin Cook comes to this offense that he doesn't know yet, Brees Hall's versed in it. That he's just going to come in and they're going to be like, well, we might as well use him and let's put Brees Hall on the shelf. Look, Brees Hall... Probably, regardless of Dalvin Cook being on the roster or not, might potentially be eased into action. They said, quote unquote, to a degree, I'm paraphrasing a little bit because my memory doesn't remember the exact phrase, but it was something along the lines of, 
we got to do right by Brees Hall and not force him into the situation at 15, 18 totes a game in week one, in week two, in week three. And I can tell you right now from experience that when you tear your ACL, ladies and gentlemen, you can look at the back of this model. You'll see the PCL and ACL crossing over each other in the middle of the knee. When you tear your ACL, what happens? You're on the shelf for a while. You get atrophy in the quad. You don't use your knee quite as much. It starts to get a little like laxed. It's not as tight of a joint. They go in and they try and tighten that up and make that tight. You got all kinds of, you know, issues with potentially scar tissue and you got to move the knee. You got to make sure you get it back to form. And there is a potential shock that his knee is going to go through no matter how many times he's on the field cutting left and right, running 23 miles per hour down the field like a monster. When you go out there and you play 100% football in pads, getting hit in the side, and, and most importantly, what people don't know about running backs and players is when you think about it, they're planting, right? Like a wide receiver is going through a lot of his motions. He might get caught up, hit by two or three guys and kind of get jostled around, right? Running backs on every single attempt, they get the football, they get the football, okay, and they're running through the hole, cutting, and as they're cutting, their direction is being changed two and three and four times a second by all the impact they're getting. So they're making cuts and plants that are not level or even at the expectation of the the, the, the balance of it all. So you got a, a running back literally running, cutting, and getting hit left and right, and the knee, the knee, if you can imagine how sore his knee or any knee is going to be coming back and trying to play just going like this going like this as is trying to cut and plant as people are hitting him left and right the running back is a, a specific acl recovery concern like receivers can come out and ball out and do really well they're not quite as quick but they can be smart they can run good routes they can still catch the football good hands boom grab it like calvin ridley boom calvin ridley boom calvin ridley boom but running backs are a special case of, of ACL recoveries. And this is not to, to say I'm worried about Brees Hall. I'm actually really excited about Brees Hall. He's way ahead of schedule. He's way more advanced than, than Javante even. Even though Javante was cleared, that's great. That's great news. Brees Hall is going 23 miles an hour down the field. You can't go 23 miles, down, down, uh, 23 miles an hour down the field if you have instability in the knee. It's all about getting used to cutting, trusting yourself cutting not feeling like you're standing on the top of a ladder and somebody's going to kick the ladder out from you that's how the knee feels when you tear the acl and you come back for the first time and you cut it almost felt like the first time i cut it felt like somebody severed my knee in half and then just set me back on top of it without any ligaments or anything attached and i swear the first time i cut i was like i'm gonna topple over like someone kicks a ladder out from you standing on the top of the ladder so much goes into your mind as a running back. My whole point being, Brees Hall is not going to come out and run the ball 18 times a game in weeks 1, 2, 3, 4. His knee's going to go through brute force trauma. It's going to swell. His, knee, his knee's going to say, as a reactionary measure, holy crap, holy shit, I'm cutting for the first time. I better inject swelling to protect the knee. What's swelling do? It's kind of like an air cast. It says, swelling says, I better protect this, this, this ligament. I better protect this knee. It feels awfully volatile right here. He's going to have swelling. 
He doesn't want to go out and run 18, 19, 20 t- times a game. What is Smitty saying? Smitty's talking me out of Brees Hall all of a sudden. No, I'm trying to tell you that no matter what, this guy, Carter, or the other rookie, Abana Candy, or uh, he come, the Candyman, the Candyman comes in, and he's going to potentially take on some, some work. No matter what, Brees Hall is going to get his 10, 12 touches, or 10 to 12 carries in week number one, maybe a couple more touches, maybe four receptions. Still could be very efficient, maybe 60 yards and a touchdown on that on that type of workload. But you have to understand that it's week four, five, six, that he's going to get fully unleashed, fully unlocked, getting 15 carries a game, 14 carries and four receptions, 18 carries and three receptions, uh, 12 carries and six receptions, 100 total yards a lot of the time. That's going to happen week three, four, five. That's when he's going to start getting on his horse. For anybody to think that Dalvin Cook's coming in to take away what Brees Hall's already been handed, his piece of the pie is already cut out. It's crazy. It's crazy. Not to mention the the Jets aren't necessarily going after Dalvin Cook. The Jets are not going to pay him borderline starter money. Dalvin Cook is a character problem. He's got the off the field situation returning from uh, over a year ago when we said this is this could come back. This little domestic situation that just kind of went away. It could come back, and now it's back, and who the hell knows what that does. Probably won't affect him during the season is what we're hearing because these things, especially after Alvin Kamara's situation, they need to play out legally before they actually uh, come into play. We got a $10 hauler from Cam dropping a uh, $10 wad on screen. Cam, thank you for your super chat. Cam says, uh, first super chat of the season. All I have to say is all the petrified Peters and Bobs out there in Smitty we trust, get get law-dogged. Appreciate you, my guy, for the $10 hauler. Um, my final thought on this is, is this. Dalvin Cook probably, could he be brought in? Sure. Should he be brought in? No. Am I scared that if he's brought in that, that he takes away from Brees Hall? No. If he comes in, will he get carries? Yes, he will. But he's taking carries away from the other backs that are going to help supplement and get Brees Hall onto the field the proper amount of times in week one, two, three, four. I'm not saying you're drafting Brees Hall for weeks five and on. I'm not saying Brees Hall is going to be incapable of being good for you in weeks one, two, three, four. But, and he certainly could be a monster in week one. I just think your expectation should be that he's going to get you about 10 points in week one, about 10 points in week two, about 13 points in week three, about 14, 15 points in week four, and then he gets back on his horse, and from from week five, let's say, and this is a, I'm just picking an arbitrary date, I don't know exactly when the switch is going to be flipped, but let's say this man in week five becomes the number one running back in fantasy football, off of just his week five to week 17, those points right in there could have him as a top five running back, even if you removed week one, two, three, and four from his game log, which you won't do. You're going to add that into the mix. But my point is, this is a top five running back, even if he sat out the first two or three weeks of the season. And so I'm not worried about Dalvin Cook, who we've heard has dropped off. I'm not worried about the Jets being all in on him at a high cost. Unless Dalvin Cook's market share and market value tanked off of the off-the-field problems that are, are potentially you know, per, going to pursue him, I don't know that the Jets are going to be in the game. I think the Jets are going to lowball him. They're going to say, hey, we want to bring you in as a backup, a change of pace. we got a good team. He might be saying, I want to win a championship. And Brees Hall, it's got to be a conversation where they say, Brees, He's not taking your job. He's not taking any of your work. We need you to stay healthy. We want you to start the season off really good. This is kind of for weeks one, two, three, four. And and he's really going to be taken away from, from Carter. He's taken away from the rookie. This is what we're talking about.
This is all we're talking about. And if you let Dalvin Cook drop into round four because of Dal, uh, I'm sorry. If you let Brees Hall drop into round four because Dalvin Cook lands on uh, on roster in New York, guess what I'm doing? I'm doing another live stream where I'm coming out here and I'm saying this is the the best thing that ever happened to Brees Hall's value. Joe Burrow's injury today, I hate to say it the way that it's coming out, was the best thing that could have happened to your Joe Bur- your future Joe Burrow shares that you're about to consume. No one wants Joe to be injured. It's not ideal. If you've already drafted, this isn't a great thing. This isn't a great thing at all. Nobody wants Joe Burrow to have a calf strain right now, even if it is just a calf strain. Not a tear, a strain. It's not ideal. But your future self, the one that's going to draft in August, all the best ball drafts on Underdog Fantasy, promo code SMITTY, Underdog Fantasy, promo code SMITTY, we're drafting tonight. Make sure you hit that link in the description of this video. In every video, use code SMITTY, uh, and they'll match up to $100 in your first deposit. But at Underdog Fantasy, we'll be drafting. We'll be drafting tonight. But I have to say to you that I believe going forward... Our Joe Burrow shares, our future Joe Burrow shares, it's got more risk baked in and more upside baked in than ever before if he falls into round five, five and a half, even 6.1 because of the calf strain. It's not that I want injury for him. It's not that I'm glad he got hurt. I'm just telling you that there's an entry point opportunity when there's an injury and something we're not concerned about. I I liken it to Kenneth Walker and, and, uh, and Zach Charbonnet. Do I love that Zach Charbonnet landed on the roster in all the leagues where I have Kenneth Walker already? No. No, I don't. Unless I can cuff him, then I feel very secure. And I sleep actually pretty well at night having the duo. I prefer the duo over just Kenneth Walker. I do. I do. Even in leagues where I already paid the piper for Walker, but I was able to acquire or draft Zach Charbonnet, I'm still sleeping better at night with the duo because the duo is straight fire. However, am I excited in leagues where I already had Kenneth Walker and I paid the price? No, I'm not excited. Well, how could you be excited? Am I excited about Kenneth Walker now that I get to draft him, my future self, my August self, my my go-forward underdog fantasy promo code Smitty self? Am I excited about every single Kenneth Walker share I'm getting in 4.5 to 5.4 territory? You bet your bottom dollar I'm excited. I wouldn't press the undo button if I could to get Zach Charbonnet off roster. If you could tell me that this button right here, this button right here would reverse the the drafting of Zach Charbonnet in Seattle, I wouldn't push it. I don't care how many of you begged because guess what? Kenneth Walker at 5.1, 5.4, 4.10 is better than Kenneth Walker in round number two. And I can cuff Zach Charbonnet with ease. Joe Burrow... I would undo it. If I could undo the calf injury, I would because that's the kind of guy I am. And I love Joseph Cigar Smoking Burrow. And my benefit is no concern here. I want him to be healthy. But in the same type of, of breath, is Joe Burrow better to draft going forward on Underdog Fantasy promo code Smitty or in your up-and-coming redraft league? Is Joe Burrow better to draft with the calf injury in round five, maybe 6.1? Then fourth round, Joe Burrow healthy out there today, not tearing his calf. Is he? It, what's better? The answer is Joe Burrow with the calf injury is better. So it's all about perspective. Learn about it and stop being petrified about everything you see, Peter. Okay, back to the show. There we go. 
Cade, Cade says you lie. I lie about what, Cade? Please, 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 uh, please enlighten me about what I'm lying to you about today, Cade. Uh, Lecture, appreciate you being here. Uh, Lecture says, push it, Smitty, please. I'm not pushing it. I wouldn't push the button if you begged me to undo the, the Zach Charbonnet situation. I wouldn't do it if you begged me. If every single one of you begged me, I wouldn't press, I wouldn't press the button. Not at all. Not one single time would I even consider it. Not one minute. Because Walker around five wins you a league. I have so many Walker shares. In this new underdog series, uh, the, the, the Palms. Um, and the slow puppies, I have, I, I want to say I have Walker in like 85% of them. And, and he's been falling to, to round five, like clockwork. I'm I'm drafting Kenneth Walker as my fifth drafted player, like freaking clockwork. I'm not wait. I'm not, I'm not getting him, getting excited and grabbing him at four. I'm getting him in five, round five, every single time. It's absolutely crazy. Um, and, and hold on, Ron Navy, let me just get through these last pieces of news here. Uh, so Javante's been cleared for contact. That's great news. 227 of you in here, punch that thumb up button. Aaron Rodgers uh, signed a, a, a new contract, uh, reconstructed, two-year, $75 million contract that, that, that essentially gives himself a $35 million pay cut because he wants to play for multiple years. And he said this doesn't feel like a one- or a two-year thing. The guy's, for the first time in a long time, telling us he's not going to necessarily hang it up after the season. He's not, I'm going to play it by ear. He literally is like a kid in a candy store. Smile on his face. He's rejuvenated. He's playing younger. He's going to have uh, uh, the best team he's ever had before, uh, some total. And and I know everyone's worried about Garrett Wilson right now, but I should have eased your mind on Garrett Wilson. He, he appears fine at this moment unless something is dropped in the middle of my rant which I'm going to refresh and look at right now. Uh, we got Dalvin Cook news. Like I said, potentially uh, the Jets are meeting with them and they're looking at uh, Dalvin Cook. I don't know that that's going to play out. Similar to Hopkins, the Patriots wasn't going to happen. The Patriots lowballed them. They didn't They didn't want to pay the price. The Jets are going to lowball Cook. The Jets are going to say, look, Cook, you've got no, you got no real bites, right? you got no real bites. Miami kind of wanted you. You heard, we've heard that Minnesota wanted to bring him back. That sounds like it could be a possibility, which would tank Alexander Madison shares like crazy. I have a feeling the Jets are going to say, come in, and we're going to go ahead like a car dealer, offer you the worst offer you've ever heard, and Dalvin Cook's going to get up and walk out. I don't see them paying him top dollar and and putting that on Brees Hall and trying to ruffle feathers there. No running back like Brees Hall is going to want to see a player come in and getting very competitive to start type money. Um, Anything can happen, and even, even if it did, I would be trying to reap the... The, the benefits of him falling into round four. Because I, I think if Dalvin Cook lands in New York, Brees Hall will fall in round four. The PUP list, which concerns me zero, because he's out there running 23 miles per hour, which you can't do if you're injured or you're you're hampered or you're not ready. He's running 23 miles per hour with from an ACL recovering re- recovered person. I can tell you right now, there's no way you can do that. Your stability of your knee is not just about cutting left and right and twisting. When you're running, the st- if the stability isn't there, it even is happening on a on a north-south level. You're literally like off balance. You don't have the... If he was to run 23 miles per hour and his knee wasn't up to par, he would have swelling like you can't believe. And he'd have potentially... Uh, he, he'd feel like he's going to tear a meniscus out there if his knee wasn't stable. He is so... Further along than Barkley was his recovering year and JK his recovering year, it's not even close. 
it's not even close. And we don't know where, maybe Javante starts creeping into the, oh my God, he's way ahead of schedule territory if he keeps, you know, news keeps breaking like this. Uh, Rasheed Rice um, is, is, is working. Uh, he led all receivers as, uh, with the first team reps in training camp, which is very, very nice. Keep in mind, Tony um, has been, uh, has been injured. So, uh, but this is, this is good news for Rice because in Andy Reid's system, it's hard for a rookie or a young player or a new incoming player to learn the playbook. Like we've said a, a bunch of times on the show. So the fact that he's running with the ones is a very, very good sign. And if he is as good as some say he is and as I think he could be, if he was fed in that offense by Mahomes, this could be the guy. It, it's Sky Moore. The problem is it's very cloudy. Sky Moore, uh, Rasheed Rice. You got MVS. You got you got uh, Tony still in in the in the in the in the picture. You've got. Yeah, I mean, there's just. I don't know if it's going to be Sky Moore or not. I like Sky Moore a lot. You got Justin Ross, who we've heard has the trust of Patrick Mahomes. It's very cloudy. Um, you just got to be creative where you take these guys. How, how many you cuff together? Which players you cuff? But there's definitely nice uh, upside for for she Rice, um, Burrow. That's that news on Burrow. Jacobs. We got the Burrow. We got the Jacobs. I think we got to everything pretty much on screen. Uh, Ron Navy, you're live on the Fantasy Football Show, pal. Hey, brother. What's up? Uh, we just got back about 40 minutes ago. It was a long day. Long day. Yeah. Tell um, me about but it. But everything, everything. Okay, she's in bed resting. That's good. Everything. Um, Burrow. I agree on what you said with Burrow and the value and all that, but I'm a little leery now with Burrow, and it's and it's your fault only because you've been dealing with calf calf issues and recurring. When you think your calf is good, you I'm go an old running man, and you man. hurt it. I'm an That's old man. That's why. That's why I'm worried about Burrow. The Ron, other thing Ron's that I got, my cabin. You, hold on, let me get this out real quick. All right. The other thing I got is um, I don't think it'll happen, but I think the best fit for Cook, in my opinion, would be San Diego to help yeah. relieve the load off of the third. I think San Diego should go out and get them. It's but Los Angeles. It's Los Angeles, Ron. Now, um, I'll and let you respond. Yeah, it's Los Angeles, not San Diego anymore, but... But yeah, the, the Chargers would be a good spot. Right. That would be horrible for Eckler fans, though, because they're going to be looking at the same, you know, the same situation. But I, I think they would potentially bring him in to use him. Why do I say that? Because Kellen Moore loves to use multiple backs. So, so some some might say Smitty, that's hypocritical to say Dalvin Cook won't affect Brees Hall, and oh, Hackett like to use multiple running backs. I'm telling you right now, not in Aaron Rodgers' system. It, you know they're going to lean on Brees Hall. Brees Hall is the future. He's a top five running back. Um, Eckler is obviously a top five running back as well. But Kellen Moore loves to use multiple backs. Eckler is getting up there and older, and there's a chance maybe he misses some games this year. So I agree with you from a football perspective. That would make me feel a whole lot better about Herbert um, from from at least one angle. The calf injury. Don't compare my calf injury to his because I'm an old man. It's not a professional athlete. I'm running out there, and uh, and I, you know, to be honest with you, um, I feel like some of my calf injuries are strains, and I, I just they're 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 not tears because I can go out and run. Like right now, I could go run. It would just be how long before it cramps up, and I don't know what the issue is with that. I. Uh, you know, I, I run a lot and, and this has been kind of a new thing, but it's been happening to me for a while, but Joe Burrow is going to be, and he will scramble. He will try and use burst and run, 
but Joe Burrow isn't going to be running, you know, streaks down the field over and over and over and over. So I'm not as worried about him having a calf issue as much as I would like a, a wide receiver or a running back that's constantly using 100 percent explosion. He could be hobbled a little bit. Um, we saw Patrick Mahomes play injured and win a Super Bowl. And I'm not saying you want that for Joe Burrow in week one <laughs> to try and go through a season. I'm just saying that from a quarterback perspective, you know, if he is still, let's say there's some there's some soreness with it or he's being cautious with it for a while heading into week one, it's not a, a, a big deal to me. Any injuries bad, like it's not ideal. It, it really, I mean, could there be something more to this? Could he rush back and tear it? There's certainly that possibility. But what I'm trying to emphasize is that if he falls from round four down to five and a half, and someone said round six, they would draft him around six now. And that's one person. I'm not saying we have a good sample yet of, of what people, how people are going to react. But if Joe Burrow falls to 6.1, you're baking in him missing four or five games. Like, that's the craziest thing in the world. That value is crazy. I, I would take Joe Burrow in a millisecond in round six without a hesitation. I'll take him at five without a hesitation in a millisecond, and I'll still take him at four. If Let's say his ADP doesn't move at all. I have no hesitations about taking Burrow in four. I will say this, though. I'm very, very prone to taking fields and burrow and rotating that out not at a 50 50 you know divide but like a 65 percent burrow um the remaining percent mostly fields some t law um that's kind of my 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 draft style this year is going with those three guys little percentage of t law only because i love fields and burrow so much i could get behind saying right now in this moment i'll 50 50 divide it because i like fields that much i think fields is that good but Joe Burrow in round five, if he even falls there, will be a smash. Round six, absolute madness. And, and Garrett Wilson, uh, uh, scared Steven tried to come in and, and ruffle feathers on this one saying that he's injured. I've been watching other shows that say you better watch it. Smitty, you should go check it out. I'm not checking out any other show, Steven. I'm busy dropping news myself. I'm busy giving you my opinion, Steven, and my projection and my take on it. I'm not worried about what someone else is saying steven so we hung up on steven because he came in here trying to trying to ruffle feathers he has an ankle injury it's also not ideal but we don't know how bad it is and tomorrow we could see garrett wilson walking into the facility without a single limp and then you know the same thing remember ron when you heard aaron Rodgers said the calf injury you were a little concerned for a minute i mean look look these guys can get hurt it's precautionary joe burrow got onto oh. a cart you know, he's going to go into a cart and not walk it off. And everyone's like, he's on a cart. He's done for the year. And I get the panic. I, I understand. But I came in to calm the storm. No, I'm not, I'm not to that extreme. And I, and yeah. I said at the beginning, I agree with you what you said about the value dropping and picking him up. And I'm not I'm not going to fade him. I'm just letting you know that. Yeah, my cat's bothering you. Because I see. And yeah, so you're an, old, you're, you're an older guy, but still. Lingering injuries sometimes they linger and, and, and they and they cause problems. Now it could be something that he can play with through the whole year and 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 all that. And, you know, so I agree with you that the value and if he goes drops down, that's even better value and take a chance on him. You know, you know, still at that value, you can't beat it. You know, the, yeah. I still got a little concern in me. I don't, bl I don't blame you. What I would try and say to anybody that feels the way Ron does is this right here. I think this defines it beautifully. Is it riskier to bank on him 
or is it riskier to ignore the new ADP value that you're probably going to get presented with? Because if you ignore that, I venture to say there's more risk in watching somebody else completely smash. Think of Barkley. How many people were passing on Barkley because they were afraid he was going to sit out the entire season? And and anybody that said, is it riskier to partake in this or riskier to not partake in it? And obviously, everybody that grabbed Barkley at 3.1, 3.2, 3.3 for about a week straight were the ones that saw it the way, you know, and it could have played out the other way. Look at Jacobs, but I, I did feel like Jacobs is more upset, not as clear thinking, not as business oriented. Barkley's a smart guy. He knows what he wants to accomplish. He knows he's got to go out onto the field and produce or his next contract won't be there. Jacobs isn't looking that far ahead. Jacobs is trying to play checkers on a ch- on a chessboard and he's literally not thinking about what's going to happen if he goes out there and shits the bed. He's not getting what he's thinking he's holding out for. And I, you know, I, I just think that in the same sense it was smarter to bet against the the negative part of the Barkley situation than it was to watch someone else take advantage of it. So I think the same thing could be said here with Joe Burrow. Now, could I change my mind? Absolutely. I always reserve the right. I will always change my mind if I get a different feel or vibe. And I want everyone to know that. I know a lot of people think I dig my heels in on things. And maybe some things I do. We're all human beings. I have some bias involved in some stuff. You can't be 100% bias free. But I do believe I do a better job than most people of separating myself from the situation, which is why sometimes you'll hear somebody say Smitty's flip-flopping on something. It's not flip-flopping. It's me adjusting and adapting and reacting appropriately. And the same thing happened, you know, last offseason when when Najee Harris, who I was very, very, very pro-Najee walking into last offseason. And then when we heard he had the Liz Frank injury, it was like, God, I hate doing this, guys. But you want me to be honest. I'm, I'm out all of a sudden. You know, and, and he ended up, you know, being kind of a concern. He did have a, a nice bounce back uh, end of the season. So there's a lot of hope for Najee. I'm not saying anything negative about 2023 Najee. I'm just saying that throughout my the course of my season, I will do my very best to always be honest and upfront about a player's value and what I really believe because what good am I if I'm just going to come in here and say, well, my preseason rankings said this so. I'm sticking to Joe Burrow no matter what. I'm I'm so I'm trying to tell everybody I'm truly less concerned than I am um concerned about missing the opportunity of of stealing him away. JK Dobbins is starting to worry me, Ron, because I feel like JK Dobbins and Josh Jacobs are are two of the same type of player that that, that don't necessarily have an under good understanding of their situation and their power that they have. JK Dobbins is in the same text thread that uh, Jacobs and, and Barkley are in, and he's trying to tag along. He's trying to tag along when he has no right to be like, I'm not playing till you give me money. He didn't. He hasn't done anything yet. He hasn't been healthy. What's yeah. he doing? Well, here's the other thing with that, too. Is Dobbins, he doesn't, he, he doesn't have, it's not like Saquon at all. Um, you got Gus Edwards there that's actually looking pretty good and healthy during camp. And you think Baltimore's gonna like bend to Dobbins when they got Gus Edwards? Yeah, no, they're not. They're just gonna be okay. We'll move along, and and Gus, you got the ball. Yeah, 
And not to mention, Ron, and I got a bunch of super chats. I said I was going to stay on top of these, so let me get these out real quickly, Ron. Uh, Dynasty Superflex trade. This is from uh, Giancarlo. Dynasty Superflex trade. Hill, Eckler, or JT 1.9 and Odell. I could care less about Odell. The 1.9's okay, okay, especially in Superflex because it could bump Kincaid or Charbonnet down, so I, I don't hate that pick or anything. But JT and, and a shot at Kincaid or, or Charbonnet, and you're getting rid of Tyreek Hill and Eckler. I'm going to say no go on that, bro. Because Eckler and Hill, one of those guys, one of them, could play as long as JT. Like, JT's not guaranteed to play for four years at an elite level. Like, I would say, I would go year to year with JT. Like, what if JT has a bad year again? Then he's worth nothing. You know, he's not going to be a, he can be a fourth or fifth round pick next year, or he could be a top, you know, 15 pick if he goes and balls out. But Eckler and Hill together outweigh that side, even in Dynasty. The problem is you're going after older players and you got older players, and I don't know that I like the the feel of that. Um, I've got a seven, uh, six, uh, five caller calling. What's your name and where are you calling from? I'm going to put you on hold real quick, but I just want to get your uh, name and get you in here. Hey, it's me. This is Rob. I'm Rob. calling from Indiana. Uh, what's up, my guy? Hey, uh, bud. How you doing, buddy? I'm good. I'm good. Let me put you in. Rob. Rob from Indiana. Hold on. Let me see if I can enter you in here real quick, bro. Rob from Indiana. Okay. Rob from Indy. Gotcha. Hang tight real quick while I answer these super chats. Uh, uh, can we throw hands uh, with Steven? Uh, ban him from the phone line. No, we, we need Steven in here. We need Scared Scott in here. We need people to keep us on our toes. But I appreciate your $2 holler. You certainly can send him on a lap whenever you super chat. So I sent him on a lap for you. Uh, Brees to the moon, JK or Javante punt on both of them. I take Javante, but you got to be careful. He's definitely not somebody that's going to for sure be in a, a monster out of the gate. I think he's definitely behind Brees, but he's definitely ahead of where Barkley was. I think I think Javante feels like he's more ready than Barkley was, but that could change at any moment in either direction. He could become much more ready, or he could become you know equal to what Barkley or Barkley was at, or less. I mean, it just depends. But he has been cleared for contact, which is a great step, and we got a lot of time. We still got a lot of time before the season starts. A lot. We got well over a month still. That's t- tons of time. Um, so appreciate you, Des, dropping that that super chat. I got Des Des's super chat out of the way. I got Gene Carlo, uh, Des, uh, uh, let's see, uh, Harrison, um, and uh, Cam. I think I, I got Cam's question here. Smitty, we trust. Yeah, I got everybody so far. Okay, and Ron, yeah, the J.K. Dobbins situation. Um, the other part too about J.K. that's very concerning is that this is a new offense under Todd Munkin. It's gonna even th- it's gonna throw more than run. At least that's their intention. So not only is he going to have less volume in a committee to divide up, if it is a committee, which, you know, new new offense, new coordinator, but maybe still running back mentality. Um, now he's got to divide up more touches, or fewer, fewer touches, divide up fewer touches. And he also is missing out on learning the system. You know, like, so if you're right, and I'm not a big Gus Edwards guy, uh, I kind of like the rookie a little more, but like, let's just say you're right. If Gus Edwards is the guy, he's learning the system. J.K. Dobbins is not. So if J.K. thinks he's going to come back in two weeks, three weeks from now, and be able to pick up what Gus Edwards or whoever 
is taking first team reps and and surpass them, he might lose his job entirely. They might use him, you know, as like Swift was in in Detroit last year. Like it could it could it could get easily you know turned. You know what's funny is and and and, and Travis was in the chat, but um, and you can look it up, Travis. Gus Edwards, when he's on the field, he has far better yards per carry than Dobbins. That's a fact. Is that true? Because isn't, isn't Dobbins like five and a half yards per carry or something? Um, I don't think he's that high, but I know I, Gus Edwards is, is better I than think, he is. I think I, I would bet against that. I would say Dobbins is a peep or is a yard per carry monster, but he can't stay on the field. But I, I'm pretty sure he's. I'm pretty sure Dobbins has averaged like over five yards of carry his entire career. Um, I could be wrong on that, but I would check into that real quick, Ron. Uh, my Yahoo draft is August 25, ready for all four eleven. Yeah, for the info. Appreciate you. Let's go over to 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 Kyle. Or sorry, Rob. Uh, yeah, Kyle. Kyle Lance, and then we'll go to Rob from Indy. Go ahead, Kyle. Hey, hey, Smitty. Um, What's up? I had a, a question and an update about my dynasty, but I did want to add to the conversation we were on earlier. If uh, you're still on the whole Brees Hall train, yes, sir. Go ahead. So my, my question for you, for you is, um, I, I guess we we know that he's probably going to get what nine carries, nine carries, and you said what twelve carries. Well, we don't know. Couple of yeah, we don't know, but we're, we're we're I'm just guessing, but yeah. Anticipating, right? We're anticipating that, and and we're okay with that, maybe for a long term value. I think for that reason, at his ADP, what is his ADP right now? Is it at the top of the third round? It's a right around there, but we don't really fully know if that's going to change in the you know in a direction that's very you know very uh, uh, helpful. Like he could definitely be as we speak falling, like especially in like redraft leagues. He got put on the pup, and a lot of people don't understand what that means, and they just kind of take it as a as a, oh my god, he's out for the first four games of the of the season. <laughs> it's like no, he's on the active pup, meaning he's out there running around. And doing everything everybody else is doing, he's just technically speaking on the active pup, uh, and and he's going to be removed at any moment. You know, that that's just that's a total that's a total non-concern. Now J.K. Dobbins on the pup is different because it's a complicated situation, and he's holding in, and they don't even know when he's going to uh, come back and play play football. So, I mean, maybe that well, resolves that itself. Just not as good of a running back as Bruce Hall is. Yeah, but but don't but yeah, but 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 again, I I would say that you know I wouldn't even put a number on what Brees is going to do because maybe he catches five passes in week one and, and runs nine times and he has a hundred total yards and a touchdown. Oh, Keep God. in mind that the game he tore his ACL, he had four carries for I believe seventy two yards if I remember correctly. So he ran the ball four times for 72, 72 yards or seventy yards and a touchdown, and one of those was his torn ACL. So he essentially ran the ball three times. For 70 yards and a touchdown. I don't remember how many yards he got before he tore his ACL on that play. I want to say it was like 8 or 10 yards or whatever. It wasn't like he was breaking off a long run. So he probably ran for about seven, 70 yards on three carries. And he had a touchdown. And Aaron Rodgers is going to just facilitate like he did in Green Bay. And maybe use Brees Hall much like he used Aaron Jones. And I, I just I fully, I fully believe that 100 total yards on even 80% of the work. That he would normally get. I'm not talking about 80% of the running back carries and touches. I'm saying 80% of what Brees Hall would normally get, he could still get you 100 yards and a touchdown. And if he doesn't, I mean, he's going to probably score you 10 points in week one. 
You know, just think of it that way. And he could totally surprise us, and it'll be amazing, and we'll be celebrating. But I would just plan on him scoring 10 points in week one. And then we'll take a, you know. I think with Dynasty, obviously we're smashing Brees Hall, talented running back. He's going to be top five probably for a long time. I think in redraft, it depends for me where his ADP is. If he maintains that 3-1 or that 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 round type capital i'm preferring guys like alave or even ramondre or smashing a quarterback there just in redraft it's hard for me to draft could potentially only get nine carries for the first couple of weeks so i i don't totally disagree with you i i guess the the question you got to ask yourself is are you taking gibbs because if you're taking gibbs i love that if you're taking Alave in the third round, look, Alave belongs in round two, so I can't even get mad at that. You're drafting Alave before you're drafting Brees. So in all those examples, I couldn't agree more. It doesn't mean I don't love Brees Hall. But could Brees Hall average more yards per game or more fantasy points per fantasy start than any player in the outside of quarterbacks in the National Football League from like week seven on? So, I mean, you, you really got to, like I said, prepare yourself for 10 points and if you don't think he can get to 100 total yards a game and a touchdown then you know maybe he's not your guy and that's and that's fine but I don't mind you drafting Gibbs I don't mind you drafting um you know Jalen Hurts falls to 3.1 and he does sometimes it's it's weird how the quarterbacks fall in some best ball drafts even on underdog fantasy I'll see Jalen Hurts in round three all the time very very strange when he falls there but I think, uh, you know, I, I can't blame anybody for taking Jalen Hurts over Brees Hall. You know, so just, it, you're right, it does depend, but I just want to make sure everybody knows that if he was going at 3.1 before the PUP, what do you think is going to happen over the course of the next month as that starts to settle in? Um, now, if he gets removed from the PUP really quick, then that will get washed, but it, there, the Dalvin Cook news, the PUP, uh, the combo of that, the fact that I didn't see Schefter or Rappaport, I don't know if you guys saw, I didn't see them report on him running 23 miles per hour. Did did anybody see Rappaport or Schefter tweet out that that, that Brees Hall ran 23 miles per hour? Did, I, I, maybe I missed it. I'm, I'm actually asking. Did anybody see that? Because all I saw him report was he went on the PUP. I feel like the average Joe out there is oblivious to what's really going on, and he only hears that negative report. And so my, my, my whole thinking is that he's probably not at 3.1, bro. I think he's probably going to be 3.5, 3.6, 3. Point, which, again, would I, would I take Gibbs over him? I think I'd split it. I think I'd take Brees in one league, Gibbs in another. They're, I mean, I want both of them that bad. And, and Gibbs, I try and get around four anyway. I try. It's, it's becoming very, very hard. And, and, and if I'm being honest, I'm taking him mid-third more than I'm taking him trying to push it. I, I, yeah, I think that is kind of odd that he's out there running 23 miles an hour and then they put him on the pup. But I guess pup just means not potentially ready for week, no, week one. Is that, no, no. What is that? No, it, it's, it, it's a chess game, bro, with roster spots. And, you know, you put a guy in the PUP, active PUP, you know, uh, I, there's there's advantages to that. It's kind of like you're, you're almost taxi squatting him for just a minute. You know what I mean? Like, he's on the active PUP. It is nothing... It's just chess moves in the in the preseason or in the in the camp in camp. They're getting a look at a lot of different guys. There's nothing. There's that's why you'll hear. Okay, he went on the pup. They could take him off in a couple days. 
Like, why, why would you put him on the PUP for two days unless there was some sort of let's give this guy a look, let's let's you know let's adjust the roster this way, and we get a little extra time looking at this guy, put an eyeball on this guy. It's literally a chess move, bro. There's 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 nothing that indicates Brees Hall is not ready for Week One based on the PUP being the active PUP. You just can't go on the active PUP. That. Yeah, you, you can't. Yeah, don't don't worry about it. If there's something else that comes of it, I will let you know. Um, and and Hector dropping a five dollar holler. Smitty, can you rank your top five running backs in point five PPR redraft? I'm at CMC, Saquon, Bijan, Eckler, JT, Henry, right now. This is a tough question for me to answer because what I believe will happen is not where I suggest that you rank them. And so I kind of don't know which way to tell you. I don't know which way to answer this question if you want to hear what I believe to be the case or what I how I rank them. Uh, Bijan 1, I would say, I, I would still put Christian McCaffrey 2. And when I have my debate about McCaffrey-Bijan and I say that, you know, the odds of injury for CMC are, are are higher. That's me making the determination between Bijan and McCaffrey. It's not that I wouldn't take McCaffrey. Um, Gibbs and uh, and Hall are truly, and Pollard are tr- and Walker are truly like next on my list. That I know I can't rank them there, but that's how I feel. That's how that's what my gut tells me. Would I would I take either one over Eckler? Probably not. Would I take Barkley over all those guys? Probably. Barkley's in my top five or six. I I, I don't know if I had to predict how it's gonna how it's gonna shake out at the end of the year. I think it's gonna be a a, a third place race for for Gibbs, Brees, Hall, Barkley, and Pollard and Walker. I, I I think Chubb's gonna be in there. I think um I think Eckler's gonna be in there, but. Chubb and Eckler have a little bit more injury risk than I think a lot of people are are willing to acknowledge, and that's kind of what that's kind of where I see those RBs. But I, I, ultimately, what I'm t- telling you is that I'd rather go wide receiver early if the best player available is in fact a wide receiver, and take these RBs like Walker, Gibbs, and and players that I feel could be top five or six running backs that are in third and fourth round territories. So thank you, Hector, for the super chat. All right, let me go over to uh, Rob from Indy. Rob, what's up, my guy? I'm sorry hey, if I said anything. Yeah, I'm sorry if I said anything about JT that might inf- upset you. I, it's not that I hate JT at all. Um, I just think JT's a tough player to draft at like 2.1, 2.2, where his ADP kind of is because a lot of vulturing could happen. And, and you know, this system is going to be di- – like there's so many moving parts right now for JT, and we've never seen him rebound or be, you know, be back to full form. Um, he had one of the quietest running back one seasons we've ever had in fantasy. People always said after that season that he's not really the 1.1 member before going into last year, even though he was typically everyone's 1.1 last year. Um, he wasn't everybody's favorite 1.1 carrying over from 2021 into 2022 because it was kind of a like a, almost a poor man's version of the run, running back one overall type of season. But uh, what, do, what, are your feel, what are your feelings on JT being an Indy? Hey, first of all, man, I just want to say, I'm a long-time listener, first-time caller, man, I just want to say that uh, I appreciate your show. I've been playing fantasy football for 25 years. We've been in our same league for 23. And uh, I just want to say there's no one better in the game than you. Thank you uh, you're Bill. the best, bro. I didn't need anything. Just wanted to say thank you for what you do and I love all the updates and all the information, man. You make fantasy football really fun. I appreciate you, bud. Thank you, bro. Half uh, half I, half of it's uh, half of it's entertainment. You know, I do realize that, and I try and make the show as entertaining as possible. Um, I don't land everything. I try my best. Uh, if I didn't land more than I than I than I missed, I wouldn't probably be in business anymore. But I I do believe right. that 
there is a sort of like reactive part of this business where it's like we all make mistakes together and how do we adapt going into the next week. And so I do try and make it, you know, as entertaining as possible. And I appreciate, you know, you guys, guys like you calling in and, and all the kind words and we'll just keep it rolling. Let's get this thing growing. Tell all your friends. Yeah. Let's take a, let's 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 do what McAfee did there in Indiana. All right. Let's do that here. Let's do that here. Let's build <laughs> something. Let's build something bigger than we ever imagined. I love it. I am. I'll tell you. I, I am. I am excited about JT though. I, you know, I, I like. I like looking at players that are coming off down years. I, I like their value picks for me. So, you know, I, I am still excited about JT. Uh, he's a good guy, and you know, let's not forget. You know, until until uh, last year, he was you know the best running back in the league, and I, I still think he's got the potential. He's still young. Um, I think the Colts. I'll be honest with you. Not to sound like a homer, I, I think the Colts. Uh, they could come out of nowhere this year and surprise. I mean, the AFC South, you know, other than the Jags, isn't really that great. I mean, eight, eight, nine games could win that division. I mean, uh, so I'm, I'm fired up. I'm excited about it, it. I'm excited about AR as well. If I didn't feel so strongly about the Jaguars, I would say I agree that there's an opportunity. And I think you guys will look better than people, I think, are going to assume or anticipate. But I do believe that even in a good year, yeah, AR, yeah. AR is going to lose some games and, you know, learn and. So, but he's going to be exciting from a fantasy perspective. Like, I can't wait to see if this guy's, if this guy busts, we're going to have a problem ever looking at physical attributes again when they're overwhelming like they are with him. He's right. literally the, like he the said, though, he's, he's an alien, you know, uh, he's, we've never seen anything like him. So I mean, never. It's, it is exciting, but yeah, you're right. If he busts, it'll be, it'll be a big one for sure. But yeah, I love that they took a thought at it and went for him and why not drop the best, the, the, the player with us? You know the best attributes. Why not hey, draft that guy? You know? I want. I wanted him, bro. I wanted him in Arizona. I'd rather have him over Kyler. Oh, yeah. So, so I'm. I'm no, I still. I still love Kyler. What's What's your feelings on Kyler? You You, you still think he's? You still, still still think he's legit as far as uh, a franchise player? No, I'm. Not, I don't want him. I didn't want him. I didn't want him to extend him. I didn't. I. I don't believe in him. I think he's a good talent. I think he proved that his size is not a deficiency at all, which is what gives me. Hope for hope for Bryce Young. He he literally Kyler was a top five fantasy quarterback for a string of time. Like I think everyone forgets. Like he was right. literally he was like ranked above Lamar and coming off Lamar's like huge year. He was still people liked Kyler more than Lamar in some cases. Like he Kyler Kyler is a talent, but he's got horrible drive. And, uh, and I just don't, I just don't feel like he's got the grit and I don't know. I just, I don't want to, I don't want to tie myself to a player that I don't believe in and that the team's not right. even backing. Like he doesn't even get along with his, his teammates like he should, you know, they say he's like, keeps to yeah. himself. He doesn't like, I, I just don't know that that's the kind of leader that I want to pay the amount of money we paid him. It's not that I think we could do, we could do better. We could, if we get Caleb, if we get the one, the Cardinals are, are according to Vegas, the odds on favorite to get the number one and number two overall pick. So if we get Caleb Williams and Marvin Harrison Jr., I'm going to be so excited as a Cardinals oh, fan. Yeah. Oh, I, and we'll have to I trade Kyler. Junior, obviously. Yeah, he, that would be awesome for you guys if you could pull that off. I mean, trade Kyler is going to be hard, but but I think there will be yeah. a suitor. Do you think Harrison Jr. has got a chance to go number one overall next year? No, not over Caleb. Not over no, Caleb, no. So. No way. Not not unless Caleb gets hurt or bust or something this year or anything. Right. No, he. I mean, he's so uh, – and, you know, another quarterback – I mean, there's a, we're going to do a lot of rookie stuff here soon. You're gonna have one or two people that potentially get into the mix, you know. Right. Uh, all right, well, hang tight. Smitty, yeah, you can hang tight on the line if you want. Let me circle back on over to Ron. Ron says breaking news: Smitty joins ESPN. 
Um, look, I've made it very, very clear to you guys that, and I'm just telling you the honest truth. If ESPN, look, I don't want to work for ESPN. I have people that come to me all the time and say, Smitty, um, you should work for ESPN or someday you'll be there. Like, that's not my goal. My goal is to be, my goal is for this YouTube channel to be bigger than ESPN's YouTube channel. Like, and I don't think that's crazy. I don't think that's crazy at all. Maybe I'll never be as big as ESPN, but I, my channel, the YouTube channel could be as big. And maybe, maybe they have more grandfathered in subscribers and I never catch them. But when I go live four years, five years from now, I want my live numbers to be bigger than ESPN's numbers could ever be. But I've, I've been very upfront with you. If someone came to me and offered me $40 million for two years, I would tell you guys to pause. I'll be right back. I would go take 40 mil. I would take 40 mil the next year. I'd swing back around. Um, I'd, I'd make sure that, that they, they package in that my YouTube channel comes back to me or I can just pause it <laughs> and I'd get back to work. You guys would be okay without me for two years and watch me on ESPN and still say, Smitty, we know you sold out, but we're waiting for you to come back. I'm just being honest. You gave me $80 million. I'm, I'm, I'm gone for two years. Big deal. You'll be okay. You can come watch me on ESPN for two years. You can do that for me, okay? And then the you know reason, what I, you know what I do. The reason I said that is because you said let's do what Pat McAfee did. And what Pat McAfee yeah, did is went to ESPN. That's true. That's hey, let's that. do that then. Let's do that too. Let's get eighty mil. Can I, can I also make you a promise? If I got paid something crazy like that, I'd come back and everything would be for free for the rest of my life and career. My my site, my <laughs> rankings, my it would be everything would be free. I wouldn't charge for anything. I wouldn't try and, you know, I don't even know if I'd run an ad again. You know, if I would, if I was that that set up. Um so it would be it'd be good at the end of the day, but I, I I do feel like I know people are hurt that, you know, he was bucking the establishment and I, I, I get it. But I'm just saying, I, I, I'm i up front about it. I would take $80 million. I'm sorry. <laughs> but I don't want to work for ESPN. I don't. And if ESPN approached me, like, you guys got to understand, what I'm building, I believe, will be better than what they would ever offer me. Because I, you know, to, to, to them, I'm still a nobody. Even if somebody was like, hey, I was watching this show and this guy, I really like him. Let's bring him in. They're still going to try and bring someone in like me at something that wouldn't even tempt me to step away from what I'm doing. So... Uh, you know, that's never going to happen. You know, if ESPN called me and said, hey, we want you to do a an hour spotlight, you know, where it says Smitty from the fantasy football. Like, of course, I would do that for promotional reasons, you know. But uh, anyway, uh, let's go over to uh, Ron. Did you have anything else? Um, anything news related? Jacobs, uh, uh, Aaron Rodgers, J.K. Dobbins, Rasheed Rice, Dalvin Cook, um, or, or any other piece of news? Oh, what about what about uh, Miami Dolphins? Devastating, devastating. Devastating injury injuries are just sickening right now, um, and and it, it's like you know we're gonna see this we're gonna we're gonna absolutely have have injuries just kind of strike, um, you know two or three huge big name players, uh, and the Miami Dolphins were hit hard with Ramsey. Let me put this on screen here. Uh, Jalen Ramsey is gonna need surgery, and it's just this is brutal. This is brutal. I didn't uh, care about that. Yeah, let me see if I can put it on my screen here. I gotta share this real quick and drop it. Where is it? Where is it? Here we go. Boom, boom, boom. Uh, breaking news: Adam Schefter, um, Dolphins six-time Pro Bowler Jalen Ramsey will undergo knee surgery and is expected to miss the start of the regular season with the injury that he suffered during today's practice. Per league sources, Ramsey's ACL is intact, though which is positive. So he's going to have knee surgery. Um, 
you know, depending on the you know meniscus or what, what how how severe it is, he could be back, you know, sooner than 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 later. But as long as he didn't suffer an ACL tear, that's really really good news. However, they still could go in and find out there's more damage or something like that. So everyone needs to kind of like hold their breath and not assume this is a hundred percent. Just like Joe Burrow, like they could say Joe Burrow actually tore his calf. You know, we'll have to find out that that could happen. Um, as of this moment, with the calf strain. And that's what we know is riskier, I think, to avoid him than to jump in to the situation and, and take full advantage of the dropping ADP. Uh, but man, um, this is uh, it's brutal. It's brutal. Injuries are brutal. Uh, one second here. One second. Let me just make sure. Ziggy, show me the front door. Uh, I got to make sure. Hold on one second, guys. I got these yard guys, and they constantly need to ask me questions. Hold on one second for me. Yeah, it's crazy. He's right. Every year, we're always going to have players, big-name players that get injured going to affect our fantasy one way or the other. Yeah. Uh, like, and, and just so everybody knows, do you remember last year when we, we pulled up the, um, the, I think it was like week four or five week six. I don't remember when it was, it was like a good month into the season, I think minimum. And we pulled up Ziggy off. We pulled up, uh, the top 25 overall rankings. Ziggy off. We pulled up the top 25 overall rankings, uh, or ADP and we went Player by player, and I think it was 60 plus percent of the entire top 20, or it's top 30, I believe. 65 plus percent of the entire top 30 were either complete busts or absolute disappointments. There was like no middle ground. It was it was bad. And I know some of that leveled out, but it's like we gotta be prepared. It sucks. You never think it's gonna happen. Like when Joe Burrow, you know, got on a cart, and when it first was reported, it was like, oh my god, your heart, your heart sank. Um, I didn't go live right away because I was trying to get the update. I don't want to go live on not having the good news, you know, and then having to re-go live. And so I just waited briefly. But it's like you never think it's going to happen, right? You just think, oh, no, it'll be fine. The guys we like will be fine. But it's like son of a bitch, man. One of these players we're talking we were up. Talk- last year, we were talking on IG real time watching the Jets when Reese Hall went. And we were like, oh, no, no, no. Yeah. I mean, it's going to be, it, we're just going to be like, son of a bee. Um, you know, yep. it's just crazy. Yeah, Brees Hall going down was just You know what? Can I interject on that for a second, Smitty? I, yeah. I, I like that you mentioned that about your, how many players in the top 30, whatever, busted last year. I think it really speaks to um, your ability to find people and players and rank them at, at places that are out of the ordinary. You know what I mean? And, and it doesn't matter where people assume they may be. Just because it does, they're not appearing in that top 30 doesn't mean they can't be top 10 or top 5 or whatever, you know. Because look at last year and it's evidence to players that aren't being drafted highly by the community coming out at top 10 or top 5. Yeah. And you're also baking yeah, it when you draft a guy like, like Kenneth Walker in round number 5. You're, you're baking in so much of the risk of him even getting hurt. You know what I mean? It's kind of like saying, okay, we're putting a little bit of uh, injury risk in the bank. Like, like Walker comes with 
three or four missed games if you need him to, and you're getting a guy that might not miss three or four games. So that that's what I love to do is every draft selection I make, I'm trying to pick a player that can explode from their ADP every single time on the, I'm on the clock. And that may seem like an easy thing to do, and it's, it's Captain Obvious stuff. But for whatever reason, every human being gets on the clock, and for some reason, they don't take the best player available. They take a position of need. That's why I always say never draft a position, draft a player, draft best player available. And and, and I, I helped a guy last year. I talked about this before. I helped a guy last year. He ordered a draft call, which you can order at thefantasyfootballshow.com. Uh, thefantasyfootballshow.com. Rankings, bold predictions, uh, text advice, um, all the articles, trade calculator. And on this site, you can order draft calls, and they're an hour. And I had a guy I had a guy last year order a draft call, and I said, what do you want to do? Because it's not always up to me, right? I want you guys to draft who you want. I want to help you, but I don't want to draft your team. I want you to draft a guy that we both believe in together when we're on the clock. He's like, Smitty, whatever you want to do. He's just like, you, you could tell he's uh, ADD. Just high energy, um, all in type of guy. He's going to push all the chips in. And I'm like, okay. He's like, whatever you want to do, whatever you want to do. I'm like, well, let's take best player available. Are you okay with that? He's like, yeah. I'm like, it could make it uncomfortable. He's like, no, no problems, man. No problem at all. I'm like, but we might actually have like a crazy like vacancy at your running back too. And we're going to have to fill it with like Walker, Kenneth Walker, uh, you know, players like that. And we're just going to, we're going to scoop up five or six of those guys. And if you land it, you're going to crush everybody because you're going to be loaded everywhere but your gaping hole of your running back too and he's like no let's do it let's do it we drafted the best team we could have possibly drafted i was so excited got got joe burrow super late uh he had a killer team killer team uh Brees hall every i know Brees hall went down but he had he had a killer team he had uh he had uh he had um uh walker and I forget what other running backs he had. Probably McKinnon's and players like that that totally did their job to fill in at that running back too. By a week two, this guy was in a panic attack. He, he messaged me. He's like, Smitty, I can't, I can't help it. I, I don't have a running back too. It's driving me crazy. He dismantled the whole team by like week two and a half. Just dismantled the whole team. Did these trades backwards. Uh, gave up, you know, uh, a bunch of players to get just players to fill voids. His team looked like trash. By, by by the end of like week three. And I was like, what the hell did you do? And here's Walker sitting there ready to go. And all he had to do was be patient and draft players that had so much more upside than 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 the value that you're paying. And it's like you you buy a guy like Walker last year or this year in the fifth round, you're getting three, four gifted games of of of, of injury risk if you if you need him and if he doesn't he's a top five running back if walker doesn't go down he's a top five running back and if he goes down you're you're buying him in the fifth round it's crazy uh pacheco same thing get pacheco around six or seven i mean goodness gracious man cuff him to mckinnon you're gonna get you're you're getting so much more value than that at, at six round seventh round value pacheco's gold there and if he if you miss on him you know we'll get we'll get you squared away What's up? What's up? Yes, but I, you're, you're right about all that. I, I got because of you. I got a Skywalker last year in the fifteenth round, which was one of my one of my best picks. We we did seventeen rounds, but I got him in the fifteenth round and saved my season. My best trade, unfortunately, I love Javante as well, but I traded Alexander Madison. I had Pollard, but I traded Madison and uh, Zeke 
for Javante, and I, I, I got to play him one half, and then he got hurt. <laughs> but, you know, that's the way it goes. Hopefully he recovers and comes back strong. Yeah. Um, let me let me see if there's any other news right now that we can discuss right here. Uh, but but these these are all you know big topics. Ramsey, it looks like Ramsey is expected to remain. Uh, I'm sorry, hold on. Ramsey is expected to require a full meniscus repair and will likely be sidelined until December. That is an update. Wow. Um, yeah, and that's the thing about meniscus is I know a lot of people think meniscus is way better than a, an ACL tear. And to some degree it is, like on its face at the beginning, the upfront part. But meniscus is like, it's such a dangerous um, uh, thing to, to lose. Where's my where's my knee? When you tear that meniscus, now if you have a small meniscus tear, it's it's not as big of a deal. Like think of a meniscus tear as like if you've ever like bitten, it's a disgusting habit, but I'm sure everybody's bitten their finger like a little bit, like you got like a piece of skin or something, you you pry it off and you go too far and you rip it and it burns and you're like, son of a bitch, why did I do that? <laughs> um, I, liked, I, I like to think of the meniscus cutting in a very similar like fashion, like in a weird way. Like when you have a little tear, if it's small, and you can get get rid of it. You can be it can be a, a good thing, and you ca- like it's a tear. It's kind of a cut, and it can catch, and it's very painful, right? If if there's some sort of like uh, uh like cut or a tear that like is sticking up, and then your joint comes down on it, and it feels like almost like an electric shock. Uh, when I tore my meniscus, and I remember a couple times when I was stepping, and part of this could have been my ACL because my ACL was flopping around like a rubber band in the in the middle of my knee when I snapped it. Um, but when your knee locks onto something, whether it's mini- piece of meniscus that's torn or a floating piece of cartilage or whatever, because sometimes you do cleanup surgeries, you hear about people having cleanup surgeries. Sometimes what that is, is you're going in and you're trying to clean up and suck out any kind of like chip bone or cartilage or scar tissue or something that's floating around in there. And when you, when your knee goes down on something it hurts so bad. It feels like something pressing on that meniscus. It feels like somebody's hooking jumper cables up to your your meniscus pad there, and just shocking the hell out of it. And and so if you've got a tear there, and they go in and they clean up that meniscus, and it just it's just a real small uh, tear, you could be fine. But if you got to go in and shave off like a a big section that's torn, and you don't you can't fill it in, you know, you have your knee that is now off kilter like a brake pad. On a vehicle that if you were to go in and slice off a corner of one of your brake pads, your car would just kind of be off kilter. And then over time, that that creates wear and tear on your knee. It starts making your knee angled. You start putting pressure on it. And before you know it, three or four years down the road, you got knee issues and and and, and tendonitis. And and Todd Gurley had that that de- degenerative knee issue um, from having you know injuries to his knee. And so there's a lot that goes into that. So in the case of Ramsey, what they probably found, let me send this to myself and put it on screen here. Ramsey, they um, they clearly went in there and the meniscus tear was a lot worse than they, they were hoping. And so this report right here is brand new. Jalen Ramsey is expected to require a full meniscus repair uh, and will likely be sidelined until December if all goes well. So he might not even be back in December if, you know, that's that's really, really bad news for the Dolphins. Um they had a really good defense, you know, too. Uh, from a fantasy perspective, some would rank them around 10, you know, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12. Like, it depends on your, your ranking. But, I mean, that's devastating. That is devastating. Alexander Madison is uh, looks like uh, Vikings OC. Um, Wes Phillips is comfortable with Madison on all three downs. 
that's good. That kind of indicates that maybe there isn't some sort of pursuit of bringing Dalvin Cook back, like some of the news reports have been suggesting. You know, like not lately, but like a week or two ago, there was a lot of uh, buzz about that that he was getting a big contract offer of like six million dollars by the Vikings. I want to say that was like scared Scott that came in and said that, or Steven, one of the two. Uh, was was not that they're reporting it, but that they were fearful of those reports, and you can't believe everything you see. Um, so that that's good news if you're a Madison owner. But who the heck knows, man? You know, maybe they maybe they do circle back and bring bring Cook back if Cook doesn't get any offers. Maybe they still are interested. Uh, no limitations for Odell Beckham Jr. Uh, Joe Burrow has been diagnosed with a strained calf. That's a, that seems to be official at this point, which is excellent news that they didn't go they didn't go in and find something else. Or that it was a tor uh, t- a torn calf, so this feels to be as official as is is going to be. Let me drop this on screen as well. That's excellent news. This is more. This is confirmation. This isn't like um, speculation at this point. This is very, 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 very good news about Joseph Cigar Smoking Burrow. Let me put this right here and read this to you guys here. Here we go. Um, this is from. Uh, ESPN, Diana Rossini. Uh, Diana Rossini from ESPN confirms that Joe Burrow has been diagnosed with a strained calf. That was the initial word from coach Zach Taylor and is also the word from Bengals, a Bengals source. Translation, the team does not believe that it is an Achilles issue, which is great. And for people that don't know, uh, your calf meets your Achilles. So here's your knee. Um, right about here is where your, you know, your calf starts. And when your calf goes down to your ankle... Um, Sometimes your calf strain will be at the very top of the Achilles. So the Achilles and the calf. So that, that's good news that um, there's no concern of Achilles. There was no mention really of it, but they're just confirming that. Burrow may still require a few more tests, but it would appear the worst case scenario can be ruled out. Stay tuned over the next 24 hours. If I had to guess, though, my 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 stance, stance, uh, my stance earlier stands um, from the beginning of this show, not the earlier show. That, that according to Adam Schefter, or was it Rappaport, I forget, one of them said this, and I agree, that there's a high likelihood that Joe Burrow doesn't step back onto the field in a competitive situation, maybe, you know, on training and rehabbing or whatever, until his contract's signed. Because if he goes out there and tears his calf, I honestly think they still give him the deal, uh, but I think he's going to be instructed Hey, look, I know you want to go out there and let us do the business, the agents, you know, let's let us take care of it. But we're telling you right now, until the the new contract gets inked, you shouldn't go out there and risk tearing your calf. So we really could see Joe Burrow ink uh, his big, fat, biggest contract in NFL history coming off the back, springboarding off the back of Herbert's contract. We could see that in the next couple of days or weeks. And, and maybe Burrow sits out and does light throwing on the sideline and, and such, you know. I could see him throwing. I could see him laughing. I could see him walking around without a limp, you know. Like when I've torn my calf, Ron, I can walk without any concern at all. It's just I, I'll go and re-injure it when I run, but I'm an old man. I'm an old man. This is a monster. This is a cigar-smoking young kid that can go out there, and I think he's going to shake this uh, this this loose. It won't, be a, it won't be something that hampers him. Do I know for certain? No. You know, but there's no tear. That's good. A strained calf is different than a torn calf. But as as mentioned, they're you gonna must do, be do more. Man. What? But I'm an older man. You yeah, might well, be an old man, but I'm a much older. I mean, we we shouldn't be out there running <laughs> with good. torn calves. That's for sure. Um, you know, and I always think I'm younger than I am, and I go running out there. You know, I'm like, eh, it's been a couple weeks. I haven't felt the tingle in a while. And he was wearing a sleeve over it, meaning that there was a tingling sensation potentially where he's like 
kind of feels like something's there, guys. Let's put a sleeve on it. He goes out there and he strains it. So he's got to be very careful that there's not that sensation's gone. Even when he goes out there to throw passes around and he's not running yet, they got to be like very comfortable with, okay, are you feeling what you felt when we had to put the sleeve on? Because if you do, he's just going to tear it again. Or he's going to tear it. He's going to strain it again and maybe tear it. Um, but Terry, you know, Terry's been in chat trying to get you to put your number up on the screen. Oh, okay. Uh, phone line, phone line uh, number. Let's see if I can put that up. There we go. Phone line. Phone lines are open. Dial into the show. There we go. Uh, appreciate hey, you, Terry. Can I bring up a topic that relates to my dynasty question? Because I think it'll be a good topic for us to talk about. Sure. So, so the, the topic is uh, cussing, specifically Walker with Charlemagne, right? Um, oh, I can hear myself from somebody. Yeah, who, uh, can someone mute? I don't know if that's Kyle or we got we got Not a lot me. of a lot of reverb there. Everybody mute. Okay. Everybody mute. But uh, who's talking right now, Rob? Everybody mute, but Rob, real quick, if you could. Sometimes it's not your fault, guys. It's just the reverb. Go ahead, Kyle or Rob. Okay. So, so the topic is cuffing, specifically Walker with Charbonnet. A must. And we're in the eighth, the eighth round of a dynasty, and trying to figure out when is a good time to do that, and if it's worth it to pull the trigger. Um, so I'm coming up in about seven picks. What we're pick, looking what? at the pick 802. 802. And players on the board are uh, Williams, uh, uh, Detroit wide receiver Williams, Kincaid, Jordan Love, and Pacheco. It what? seems like a bit of a reach to take Charvenet. Williams, but... hold on, Williams, uh, Jameson Williams, Kincaid, Pacheco, yep. Yep. Charbonnet. I w- look. What pick is it? It's eight hundred two. But what is the? It's that's. Um... And, and it's a it's a dynasty format, so let's keep that in mind. Superflex, but I think we can relate this to a lot of different topics and 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 how people uh, deploy this strategy. So that, in that, the that's right pick eight. Way, right? is, is that pick is that pick eighty six? That's pick eighty six, right? So, uh, bro, that that yeah. eight oh two. It's not. That's not early. Like in redraft, it's, he's going at he's going at like ninety five. He's going at like ninety five to one hundred and two. It's not. You're correct, but with those players on on the board, um, I also have the eight oh nine. With those players on the board, are you saying it doesn't matter if those players on the board looking at Williams, Kincaid, Love, and the super flex in Pacheco with the I, values that I those like players love. have? I do like Love though. Am I? Am I taking am I taking Charbonnet and doubling up on that backfield? Probably or take, am let, I going to take one of those players and risk it a little bit? Okay, so in Superflex, that, that definitely changes things a lot. But I would I would say because uh, that's different. Superflex, he's not going that early. So that that's a I don't think you said that. Maybe you didn't. I missed it. But that that is a whole different ballgame. Um, where where let, let me let me let me have you answer it for yourself. How many? Overall draft slots is Zach Charbonnet showing up as when you look at the pre-rank list? My guess is 15 spots or more. Yep, he's down 16 spots. You're right. He's okay. RB5, though. He's RB5. I think you could go love, and then I would pull the trigger. 
I would get love. Love is more impactful for you starting the lineup, starting starting lineup wise. And if you can get love as, as your second quarterback, that's phenomenal. I think love is going to blow up. I think love is going to be good. He's going to be better than anybody expects. And and given that Charbonnet's fifteen overall spots down, and you have you said the eight oh two and the eight oh what eight oh nine nine. Yeah, you should be okay, but. You're going to be so pissed off if Charbonnet gets taken, though. I'm just telling you. You're going to be like, it can be hard to yeah. sleep at night. Uh, but I probably. That's, go- that's the problem. <laughs> well, that's why that's I take why him in the. I'm eight, bringing up this dilemma. That's why I take him in the eighth round, though. But in a super flex, eighth round is, is a little early. Yeah, I agree. But that's it's not too early to do it, though. It's just early from his ADP. But I would take Love and Charbonnet and then smile and, 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 and sit there in relief. Because, you, I mean, that's. That's pretty. It's pretty likely chance you're going to get both of them that way. You're not going to get both of them if you go the other way. So let's remove love from the equation. Do you still take Jameson Williams or Kincaid and go? All right, we have a tight end spot, and Jameson Williams could blow up for the future, or maybe we take Pacheco. Do you still wait for him for the eight oh nine? Um. I, I like Kincaid a lot. I like Jordan Love and Kincaid. Sorry, about the mailbox the is full, and there's. I, I I like Kincaid and and uh, Charbonnet about the same. But but if you have Walker, you have Walker, right? You said. Yes, correct. Yeah, I I want I want Charbonnet. I want Charbonnet. I like Kincaid, but I want Charbonnet. I'll be tempted. God, I'd be tempted to get all three somehow through a trade, because I hate for you to leave Kincaid out there. If you could get Love, Kincaid, and Charbonnet, it'd be worth giving up like you know, a couple picks, you know, downstream. I don't know. That's mm-hmm. that that is a tough call. I will admit that I don't know what to do when presented with Kincaid, Love, and Charbonnet because I want all three. Okay. That that's a that's a tough one. Um, do you want to hear my roster? Will that help you make a decision? Uh, I suppose, yeah. Uh, Bijan. Kenneth Walker, London, Christian Watson, DeAndre Swift, George Pickens, Deshaun Watson. So you got Pickens already. Pickens is wait, who's your starting quarterback? Your your first quarterback? Deshaun Watson. Deshaun Watson. Okay. So Deshaun Watson and Pickens. I mean, you got two QBs. No, no, no. Uh, George Pickens. I'm sorry. Yeah, George. Oh, Pickens. oh, Pickett. I, th- I think I meant Pickett. Sorry. Um. Yeah, so yeah. you need you need your second quarterback then. Okay. Uh, yep. Who's your tight end? You said. I don't have a tight end okay. quite yet. Do you think Charbonnet? When's your next pick? You got the eight oh nine, and when's your next pick? Nine what? Seven picks. No, no, your 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 next round. So you got the eight oh two. You got the eight oh nine, and then. Yep. Uh, the next pick after that would be. Give me just a second. It sounds like it's a ways. I, I would trade. I would trade your next yeah. two pick. I would trade your next two picks to get right next to that nine point nine, so like the nine point ten, and draft Kincaid, Love, and Charbonnet. I'd trade your next two picks to get that one pick. I have the nine eleven. I would trade your nine and your ten, your nine and your ten for that pick and draft Kincaid. It'll, it'll be I worth. I don't it. have a ten. I don't have a ten. Right. I already gave up my ten to move up into that's that's how I. Well, get you get things. you get you get the idea. I would do something along those lines. Yeah, yeah, I got you. Okay, yeah, yeah, All you're right. right. All right, Kyle, Kyle, okay. what what else you got, Kyle? No, that was it. I just thought it was a good. Right, I'm sorry, Rob. Topic, I'm sorry, um, Kyle. and it helps me out, you know, with figuring out this 
two running backs for the same team strategy and how we cuss and when it's a good time to pull the trigger and when not based on who's on the board. So, you know, I, I appreciate the, no the advice. And Rob, Rob what else help. What else you got, Rob? Hold on, Kyle. Let me let me circle um, back around. Only one question. Let me go for a minute. Um, when's the earliest you would take uh, a JT? Um, I'm not. Thank you, Kyle. Appreciate you, Kyle. Uh, the earliest I'm taking JT is, I don't want to say, I, I was going to say never, <laughs> but it's not, it's not that I hate <laughs> JT. I just, vulturing quarterback coming in, you know, it feels like what's what happened to Chubb when Deshaun Watson got under center is going to happen to JT, a lot of yards and limited touchdown opportunities. I just, I don't like him anywhere at the top of two or middle of two. Nowhere. I'm just okay, not taking it. Thanks, Mitty. I'm going to get off here, buddy. Just want to say thank you. Appreciate you, man. Have a good right. night. Rob, later. Uh, Ron, do you feel the same way about JT? I mean, like, it's not that I hate him, but I, I can't take him at 2.1, 2 2.2, 2 2.3, 2 2.4, 2 2.5. Isn't he dealing with an ankle injury, and that's what he dealt with last year? I'm kind of I'm kind of off of I think it's going to be hole season. Or it could be. I know you like hole, Bryce. Um, I do. I do. Yeah. I mean, he, yeah. And no. oh, the other thing, you see, Israel, the the Colts owner, shot back at Najee, um, you know, sticking up for the running back, saying, "Oh, us owners aren't gonna aren't gonna um, entertain the idea of of negotiating uh, running back contracts and making them special." Um, we we spent years working on the collective bargaining agreement. And we're not going to destroy that years of work. That's what Israel said. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I, again, I, I don't so, mean. So I, I don't mean to like. I'm not taking the owner's side at all. Like the owners are callous about how they approach things. So I'm no way, shape, or form. I just think that. I don't know. I don't think. I don't think much can change. I not initially. Not right away. Not for a while. But, but I also don't know that I'll force a whole lot. I'd do some things, like shorter rookie contracts I think would be good for everybody. Um, past that, taking away the franchise tag for RBs. That's it. You can't pay an RB. You can't make people pay an RB. And and I, But I think the owners are callous about it. That's the problem. Matt Biagia is on the, on the line. Matt Biagia, what did you call to complain about today? Last time you called, I, I, I feel like you were... You were you were making me scream and yell at you or something, if I remember correctly. No, I had to get somebody a cup of coffee, I think. But, yeah, all right. What what am I going to yell at you about today? I just wanted to see check in on where you're at with Javante Williams. And are we still out on him a little bit, or do you think maybe he could be coming along better? I mean, we, we just talked about it. I mean, it was a breaking news piece of the show. So oh, be, I'm sorry, I yeah, joined late. Yeah, you, I, I've you're been late. on for the last hour. You're late to the party. Uh, I mean, he was cleared <laughs> for contact, so it's great. Um, we we got to kind of wait and see. I, I like him a lot. I, I you know I think he could have a better potential um, season than Barkley had. You know, in terms of recovery, not necessarily. You know, I don't know what he's going to do on the field, but I I just think there's a higher likelihood that he doesn't have like those n nagging you know, uh, compensation injuries, but you never know. ACL recovered players, if they're not ahead of schedule, they're definitely risk of compensation injuries, you know? So I, I don't really feel that way about Brees Hall. To be honest, I feel very comfortable about Brees Hall, but, you know, he's running 23 miles per hour. Like we're seeing him go out there and, and function at an extremely high level 
and Javante, I just need to see it. Once I see it, I can give you a better answer. But for right now, I would say take advantage of his seventh round ADP. Or I don't think I'd take him at the top of six or anything. If you can't get him in the seventh round, then maybe he's not somebody you draft. Yeah, consider keep. I have a keeper. Like I said, I have Josh Allen, Mark Andrews, and uh, Jamar Chase. And then I just like I got to pick between Montgomery. Um, Javante, T. Higgins, Amari Cooper. Oh, you got to take T. Higgins. You got to take T. Higgins, man. Okay, so that's four. Yeah. Then do uh, then do I do I want to go into this draft with no RBs, pure RB, or it is what it is. Risk? It is what it is. You can't force Monty in there or injure Javante when you can draft him back. That's why I say you can't right. draft it. You can't draft a position. You can't keep a position over a pl- uh, over a player. Always draft a player. I mean, it sucks that you have to. But what if you go in there and you get I mean, how hard is it going to be for you to get Bijan, Gibbs, Walker, Hall? Are all those guys kept? I know the rookies yeah, aren't yet. Yeah, I won't yet. get any of them. I'm like the ninth pick. Those guys are all be gone. I might maybe Charbonnet. I, I might be able to snag him. But uh, running you got, back, you get, you're going to have to. You're going to have to go zero RB, bro, in this league. I mean, I can't. Okay. I, I I don't know. I I maybe trade. We got well, like you up. said, we can see what happens with Javante when we get closer to the season. If you see him running full go, maybe I keep him. You know, over Amari. Well, okay. Yeah, I don't think you're really clear on on how many you're keeping of that, or at least I didn't hear it. But but Amari. No, over... it's a five. Five keeper. Okay, yeah. so Amari Cooper over Javante. I could see keeping Javante over Amari. I know a lot of people love Amari. Cooper, right, but right. I, could I might see... be able to trade Cooper too. Yeah, I could see that, but at the same time, like Cooper's, like, and I don't agree with it, but Cooper's going like in the fourth round sometimes. Like, I feel like you could trade trade him. I would trade him. He's just good if he's healthy. I mean, yeah, he really but is. I mean, I don't know. I I, def- I definitely would rather a older. I, I definitely don't. I'm not saying I want Javante over him necessarily because it's a keeper league. It's not a dynasty league. It's a keeper league, and there's a little different value. But well, but, I mean, just I can keep him forever. It's not like I pay any draft picks. I know, or but but it does change the so. game a little. You know, it's not like sure, it's sure. not like Javante has like a, Javante over Amari Cooper in dynasty for sure. But in keep in keep in a keeper format, it's yeah. not the same because you're gonna have it's other just rough options. Because uh, I've I've never gone zero RB, and you know. You probably like me, where it was always like we need good running backs always, and it's rough going into that. You know, no running backs. Mm-hmm. So. All right, Biagia. We'll see you later, pal. Cool. Thanks. All right, later. All right, All right Ron. Uh, any fun? Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, you're saying Brees is running 23 miles an hour, but really the most important thing is is cutting, right? Because you said it before, like with your knee injuries, you can run straight all day long, but it's the cutting that you have the problem with. So, really, it's not the fact that he can run straight 23 miles an hour, which is great, but the cutting, right, is the most important well, part. Yes, but, but the thing is, when you're not ready to cut, you can't run 23 miles per hour. So, it's a very telling, a very telling attribute of your recovery process. Like, if... It went out when it, it like you, he's definitely ready to cut. He's been cutting, he's cutting probably very, very well. I mean, we actually we seen him, we there's video of him cutting, but like hardcore, you know, in a game, 100% cutting. He's not there yet, but it's not, it's not that he can't do it. It's that he's got it, he's got a month, oh, well over a month to get his mind completely right because 80% of it is trust. It's just trust. And if you hold back while you're cutting and playing, you'll pull your hamstring. So, so ultimately, just so everyone knows, 
he's got no problem. Brees Hall is not at risk of getting injured by cutting in terms of like, oh, he's going to just tear his knee all of a sudden and didn't heal right or something. That's not it. It's about, you've got he's got a month and a half or less than a month and a half or whatever to get to a point where he can cut without holding back and like picking his leg up and, and like putting all of his weight on his right leg while he's trying to cut onto his left leg to where he pulls a hamstring and has a compensation injury. So that's really what it comes down to. You cannot go out and run 23 miles per hour on a shaky knee. So that that's that's a great news. And to be this far ahead, Barkley wasn't doing that. So Barkley had to try and learn that cutting and trusting his leg literally right before the season kicked off. Whereas Brees Hall is so he's a month and a half ahead of where Barkley was. So he's literally like saying I'm a, I'm 100% right now. I don't really trust myself yet fully. And he's got to keep cutting. And I I mean, he's doing this every day. It's not like he's, I know a lot of people are envisioning envisioning him going out and like doing a couple things. He's literally, you know, working at it every single day. So I'm sure he's already doing that. Um, But he has a month and a, almost a month and a half practically to go out and just learn to trust his knee again. That's all he's got to do. Because it's the compensation injuries that are going to get him, you know, but. Thanks for playing. Yeah, yeah, but 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 bro, I'm telling you, for for somebody that doesn't work out like he does, I was a layman doing rehab, you know, three times. They cut me down to three times a week when I was getting close to healthy, and you know, like I'm not I'm not rehabbing like him. Uh, but when I was rehabbing, I'm telling you, it felt like somebody sawed my knee in half, and then just set it right back on top, and then told me to go out and cut. Like you literally feel like your your bottom part of your joints is gonna fall off when you cut. It's just going to roll off. <laughs> it's the weirdest feeling in the world. It, and you're numb. You sometimes don't get any of the feeling back in your knee, um, especially when they cut out that little window in your patellar tendon to use that for your ACL tear. Back in the day, like 10, 15 years ago, all players would get cadaver ACL construction reconstructions because it reportedly healed faster, but they kind of over time tested it and the, the faster healing, better recovery is using your own uh, tendon to create a ligament. They used to go and take dead people's ligaments, cadaver ligaments, and take someone's dead ACL and put it in your knee. And I, when they asked me which one I wanted, I'm like, hell no, they're all, it's a quicker recovery. I'm like, I don't want Bob's ACL. You know, the, I could just picture this like, you know, dark, you know, just dried up ACL. And you're going to drill that into my knee. I don't think so. So they cut out a window right here and they take the tendon and they drill it in to your to each joint with the drill hole they put it in then they put screws in and they just wedge it in kind of you can think of it like here's the hole they put the ACL in and then they put a bunch of a bunch of uh, screws in there and then the bone grows in the screws and it just makes a tight fitting and uh, you, you know you got to let it heal you can't go out and run or cut or it'll pull right out so you got to let it heal you got to let the bone grow into the screws and everything just tightens up and uh um, anyway, from the surgery here and everything, it, you, you're numb. Like you can't, like even to this day, if I tap on the front of my knee, I could feel it because of the pressure, but I can't, there's a certain part of my knee where I have no feeling on the, on the skin. So ACL is crazy. It's crazy surgery, but they've come a long way. And, and you're the younger you are, the more likely you are to never, ever have a problem. Like you think of, uh, guys like, you know, Dalvin Cook, who who tore his ACL, and and Jamal Charles, and and Adrian Peterson, and and 
Priest Holmes. You know, Priest Holmes tore his ACL and then became Priest Holmes. You know, like he tore his ACL really early. Um, I believe his rookie year, if I remember correctly, on Priest Holmes, or coming into his rookie year or something. I, I, I was kind of vaguely remembering where he tore it. But Priest Holmes became who Priest Holmes became after his torn ACL. So torn ACLs are not death sentences anymore. But the younger you are, the much, much easier it is to give back to not only 100%, but to become as great as you were going to become. So Bree, Brees Hall, is, there's no doubt in my mind he could become the number one running back in the National Football League. I know Bijan is my number one, but Brees Hall could be the number one running back in the National Football League. Give him a year before he gets there, but give him a half a year before he starts showing it, you know, and giving you the the, the flashes of it. Uh, Javante Williams, so so easy to just write him off and say, I'll never do it now. But let's just let him have a year. He, he's, the, he's one of the guys of the two, or of all the ACL tears that I would say, I'm hopeful, but I think we really need to think of him like Barkley, just to be safe. We need to think, like, Bar- how do you feel about Barkley right now, top five, in terms of, like, being a talent like I'm I'm zero concerned about Barkley's ACL I feel like he's a top five running back so I kind of feel like Javante we just need a year before we start feeling like as long as his job is safe and everything that's the problem with these like especially an Achilles injury most of the time I would say that a big reason why we never see a running back ever return to top 10 running back form is because the injury is so brutal and you don't get your burst back. But by the time you do get your burst back, and it takes about two to three years for a, an Achilles tear um, like Acres, it takes two to three years to get your burst back. And by that time, your team has already moved on. Like you rarely ever see Acres' situation that he's got in front of him available. You know, so Acres has got a unique situation. I just don't think he'll stay healthy, but. Yeah. All right, Ron. Uh, good news about everything so far for the uh, for Miss Navy. So we'll keep your keep our thoughts and prayers in your direction. So guys, drop a couple prayer emojis and let us know if you need anything. I'll see you tonight for the drafting. Appreciate it. Yeah, if I'm not sleeping, I'm pretty tired. Yeah, take take a night a off. Long day. Take a night off. So. All right, Ron. What are you gonna do? The weekly. Uh, is there anything new out today? I, I haven't even looked. I, I, no, I haven't anything, but I, I mean, I don't know. But you haven't done a, any Garrett Wilson lately either. Yeah, I do need to drop one of those tonight. I'll do one of those tonight. Um, but yeah, uh, I thought about doing a Mastiff live. <laughs> we'll a see. Mastiff? We'll see, yeah. That'd be fun. The top dollar one? Yeah, it'd be fun. It'd be fun to live stream it. You know, no, don't tell anybody I'm doing it, and then just join the. You know, I don't want. I don't want Speedy in there. I could just see dra- joining in, and Speedy showing up in the thousand dollar Mastiff, and I just want to put my hand through my screen, and just be like, "This guy's gonna literally <laughs> ruin everything we're about to do." Speedy, Speedy the Reacher. All right, uh, we'll see you oh, later. What? You, you what? Said in the you tell you you got a $10 super chat. You haven't hit yet. Oh, God. Hold on. I swore I was going to be on top of that. I didn't see it. Let's see here. Uh, Bree says, Smitty, what is your top five defenses? Thank you. That's a great question. Thank you for the super chat. Top five defenses. My defensive rankings are going to be a little different than most people's. Um, I, I'm, I'm going to say, let's see here. I just did it, did it today. 
I'm going to say I think the Jets, the Niners, and the Cowboys and the Eagles are like the top four. And I, I, I can understand somebody having a different order. And then once once you get past that, it's like Pittsburgh and Buffalo. And and then it's just kind of like a mixed bag. I mean, Miami just lost Ramsey. So they're not they're no longer in the top 10 for me. Or they're, I don't know, we'll have to see. But I think like, you know, Ron Steelers are a great, you know, team to grab that you're not going to have to spend top five defensive value for and they can explode. Um, I think, uh, I think the Jets are also outside the top three or four for most people. So the Jets and the, and the Steelers probably have the most upside. And then, the, you know, the Niners are going to be good. I, I like the Niners D. They're probably going to be pretty good. You know who I like in a, and you know, I, I'm not, I'm not, I don't get excited to have to, to talk about, you know, players on the Niners that I like, everyone always thinks I'm a Niner fan or something, but the one, one, one player I think is a very good value right now that no one's talking about and no one's going to is their their kicker um Jake Moody um they spent a lot of draft capital on him he's got a leg he's gonna be playing in a uh, offense that's gonna be moving the football down the field um assuming Purdy stays healthy and if Purdy doesn't I think the defense will still put the offense in good field position they might kick even more than who knows but I think Jake Moody is probably the sleeper kicker of the year so scoop him up I think the Patriots are going to have a sneaky tough defense this year. I could. And I and I love as far as kickers go. I just can't get you know, I I just love Dicker the kicker. I mean, it's just I love it. <laughs> he doesn't even got to be good. He's, he's pretty good actually. It's just you just want to be able to say it. Yeah. Yeah, Dicker the kicker. All right. All right, Ron. Maybe we'll <laughs> we'll see. Maybe see you tonight. All righty. All right, later, later, everybody. Later. Have later. a good one. All right, guys. Appreciate you joining me for this little news edition. We got 195 of you still in here. Punch that thumb up button on your way out the door. Literally 195 of you in here and only 136 thumbs up, which is respectable. But let's punch that like button on your way out the door. I'll see you tonight. We're drafting live on Underdog Fantasy. Promo code Smitty. Underdog Fantasy. Promo code Smitty. Look at this. Look at this right here. Underdog Fantasy promo code Smitty. Join me tonight. I'm going to drop the link in the live chat right now. Here's the link to Underdog Fantasy promo code Smitty. And we got a we got a super chat here from Cody real quick. Um Frank says super chat Smitty. I did do super chats. Does Frank have one out there? I got Overcome, I got Cam, I got Dez, I got Giancarlo, I got Harrison's, I got Hector's, I got Ron Navies, I got Breeze, and then now Cody's. I'm caught up on him. Uh, Cody says, would you trade Ramondre and Alave for Gibbs and JSN? Yes. I'd rather have Gibbs and JSN. I, I love Alave, but Ramondre worries me long term. If this is redraft, I probably would say no. So redraft, I'd rather have Ramondre and Alave. In Dynasty... I'd probably rather have Gibbs and JSM, but very, very arguable. Uh, redraft, I'm taking the Ramondre side with Alave. So hopefully that helps you. Appreciate you, Cody. Thank you for the super chat. Link has been dropped in the live chat. Let me pin the link right now. I want to see all you in the draft tonight. Every single one of you in the draft tonight. Underdog Fantasy promo code Smitty. I'm pinning that link right now. 
it is pinned. They'll match up to $100 on your first deposit on Underdog if you use code SMITTY or use the link which inserts code SMITTY. I will see you all tonight. Get lammed. Thank you, Cody. Thank you, Bree. Thank you, Ron Navy. Dropping all these super chats on screen here. Um, thank you, Hector. Thank you, Harris. Harrison. Thank you, Gene Carlo. Thank you, Des. Thank you, Cam. Thank you, Overcome. Overcome was the first super chatter of the day. And all first super chatters get a standing ovation overcome to the moon. Eight PM. Do it live. Hi, my name is B. John Robinson. I like long walks on the beach, and well, I also like scoring touchdowns.